A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good day to you drafters. Welcome to Are You Having a Draft? My name is Bradley James. And you're joined by myself, Marcus Ellard. Marcus, hello. Hello. How are you? Very well. Happy New Year. Straight back at you. How was your Christmas? How was your New Year? Lovely, jubbly. Very nice, thank you. Friends, family, cheese and wine. We have a lovely show to start off the new decade with. Marcus? Very exciting. We've got the regulars, including the Curse of Wolf, which is jam-packed. We've got uh, Pookie Watch. Also, we'll be discussing all of the Christmas and New Year transfer and trade action, which you will not want to miss. Trade action was heavy. (laughs) We also discuss a very interesting proposal for the future of the draft. Very, very excited about this. And... Last but not least, we introduce a new game that you can all play along with at home. And without further ado, here is the first episode of 2020. Are you having a draft? Sure, Army! When we were like kids, when we were younger, 2020 is full spaceships. It was like a date in movies where they'd be like, in the future, yeah. the year is 2020. And the only thing we're missing the is... The alien telephone. race of Blorg has come and attacked the planet Earth. Stuff like that. That's where we are. The only thing that's missing is teleporters. We've got everything else. Uh, no, you're wrong. Oh, Pete's here. Hello, oh, mate. <laughs> All right. am I wrong? Uh, hoverboards. Yeah, hoverboards and teleporters. Other than that, we've got everything. Yeah. Watches that you can answer your phone on. Yeah. Oh, video that. phone. Yeah. It's all there. Do you remember Battleship? Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. No. Battle Battle something. Battleship. Troopers. Space oh, Starship, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Ah. <laughs> and he was talking to his parents on like a video phone. Yeah. I was like, wow, know, wow, that, that'll never happen. That's amazing. That, you know, can't wait for that to happen in 50 years' time. That's how we did, when you were in America, that's how we did the podcast. We do mm. on a video phone. It's like we were in a movie, mate. Probably yeah, a good time to introduce two people who have joined us today. We have Peter Everall, manager of Evil FC, currently lying six in the table. And we're also joined by Yare Jake Buffumi. Manager of the Cerebral Assassins. 
And I'm currently 13th. In a, let me repeat again. I am currently 13th. And let me repeat uh, for everyone. Uh, there's 13 teams in our league. <laughs> so that would make you a bottom of the league. For now. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>, give up. <laughs> Did you have a good Christmas, boys? Yeah, great Christmas. New Year's, all that stuff. Yeah, it was brilliant. With the family, dogs. Yeah, it was brilliant. Was yeah. great time. How is Princess? Princess is great. Um, Edie's a bit problematic at the moment. She's got a bit of a boil on the side of her face. Okay. Um, yeah, which is a bit sort of causing her a little bit of discomfort. But yeah, she's all right with it enough. Well, when we edit that, we might keep it a bit lighter and end on <laughs> Princess is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you? Well, um, I really enjoyed what I refer to as Amazon Day. Oh, yeah, what was that? Traditionally referred to as Boxing Day. You now oh, call it Amazon oh, Day. Amazon oh, Day. yeah, of yeah. course. Watching oh, the games football. on that was brilliant. That was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so that was a highlight. Where were we? Where were we for for Amazon Day? Well, day? I only broke Amazon Day for a two-hour window, um, and that was to go to see the mighty Stoke City. What um, a game! Oh, we there on that day? Oh, yeah. We went and saw Stoke City take on Sheffield Wednesday, who wow. were third in the table. Yeah. Stoke yeah. were bottom. And on 73 minutes, Sheffield Wednesday took the lead. They went 2-1 up after Stoke scored really early in the game. And then Sheffield Wednesday made it 2-1. 73 minutes, mass exodus, including Pete's brother. <laughs> you are kidding left me. Left the stadium. We were like, we're not going anywhere. I mean, the only reason why I stayed was because I was waiting to boo them off the pitch. <laughs> 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 okay. And uh, stay we did. Joe Allen kept running at uh, a player who used to be in the Premier League called Barry Bannon. That's a Villa lad. He used to play for Villa. Yeah, not yeah. quite good enough for the Premier League. No. Too, like, almost too good for the Championship. Almost. And the ref was really leaning on him. Barry Bannon committed three tactical fouls on Joe Allen. First one he let go. The second one he booked him. Should have been, should have been a second yellow card sent him off. The third one he let him off. But he clearly said to him, uh, that's your last one. And Barry, you saw Barry one of them. Oh, yeah, sorry. And from that point on, Joe Allen just walked, like strolled past Barry Bannon and more or less ran the show. And Stoke, in the last, in injury time, seven minutes of injury time, six or seven yeah, minutes of injury time, yeah. just peppered the goal with all sorts, of, like chances that came about. There were headers that were. Getting the ball in the box. Getting yeah. the ball in the Getting box. Getting in the box. There was Put a, it in the mixer. Yeah, yeah. there was some absolutely guilt-head chances that were missed. And then eventually, yeah. Kevin Campbell's son came on, showed everybody how to finish. Yeah. How's then, he been, uh, actually? He's, he's, he's a good finisher. He's a great finisher. Mm. And then um, Sam Vokes, yeah. of once of the Burnley Parish, mm. scored the winner. What a game it was. His first ever goal at the Britannia in front of the Beavenends. Really? Yeah. The Special moment for him. <laughs> what end? Boven end. Boven. Yeah. Special moment. Yeah. Does he know that? Yeah, yeah. He celebrated like it meant the world to him. Oh, top man. Good on him. Yeah. Good so on. we had a mental. Uh, it was really good. Was celebrated. Good it's like jumping up and down. Everyone was cheering. The buzz on the walk back <laughs> yeah. from the stadium oh, as well. God. You could yeah. tell it was a group of fans who had been starved of a, of a win. Yeah. 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 So then they came down to London. Played Fulham and lost one 0 Was it one 0 Always gonna happen. Thanks, Jim, mate. Yeah. 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 Well, after that. 
Christmas New Year's roundup. Um, I think that leads us nicely on to the curse of wood. It is the first Curse of Wolf of the decade, and we're pleased to say that it took till 2020, but Johnny Wolf is firmly on board. He is, he's, he's manning, he's captaining the ship, the mighty ship Curse, he's captaining it into the icy waters of the Arctic. <laughs> and Rick's here. Hit a noble-shaped iceberg and sink to the icy depths. You can cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> we bloody can't. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Well, interesting you quite specifically used the word noble. I'm sure it was on purpose because Johnny Wolf signed a player called Mark Noble the week after he'd scored a couple of goals and was the highest scorer of the game week. That particular week, nobody owned him, so we all ended up paying a pound fine. <laughs> Shortly after Johnny Wolf signed him, there was reports coming through that Mark Noble has suffered a foot injury, uh, to which Johnny Wolf uh, WhatsApped everybody, welcome to the team. It's called a knobs, but I think he meant nobs. <laughs> um, shortly after that, we're talking six minutes later, uh, another man on the same team, West Ham, who belongs to Johnny Wolf, called Aaron Cresswell, a 75% chance of playing in the next game. Johnny Wolf, welcome to the team, Cress. Just, I, I can't get my head around the fact that no one even had Mark Noble, though. Is well, that, I dropped him a while ago. So you had him initially? Yeah. Right. And I, I dropped him because he was not... I mean, bearing in mind, West Ham players haven't scored any points for six months. It's not that surprising. <laughs> no, I suppose we have, we've, everyone's let go of the West Ham players. That's true. That is the first of the decade for The Curse of Wolf. So we're discussing <laughs> fines because a man who has always had an issue with authority <laughs> goes by the name of Philip Cairns. Always. Or for various psychological reasons, which we won't go into. Just complained about a fine he's received for a poorly written transfer. A transfer that he's written incorrectly. He's been a bit deliberately provocative with it. He's always doing that. Yeah. And so he always gets the fine. And then he likes to chirp up and go, oh, what have I been fined? And then, you know, inevitably. Gets fined anyway. Gets fined anyway. anyway. So Phil, <laughs> Phil, please writing transfers in an incorrect way because otherwise it'll be a leaner August it really yeah. will it really yeah. will it's gonna be oh, God bless him yeah thanks Phil or if anything actually <laughs> Phil will respond more to like the reverse psychology of it it's like Phil write your transfers correctly yeah Phil stop messing around yeah Phil yeah. stop being so naughty <laughs> that'll definitely work well they want me to do something I'll do the fucking opposite <laughs> 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 On to Pookie Watch! Oh, we had a bit of a thing before before Christmas. We had a bit of a bet. Didn't we you can got now down. bring in the results to the Pookie Watch bet. It was 
myself, yourself, Marcus. Yeah. Matthew Mellerly was here, as was the other Matthew, Brummett. And you very bravely suggested that Pookie was going to score four goals in the five-game period that we gave him. Those games were Leicester away, Wolves at home, Villa away, Tottenham at home, Crystal Palace at home. Uh, you said four goals. Yeah. Myself and Melalu said two goals. We, oh, just looking through now. I said I was going to be generous. <laughs> I didn't say he was going to get two goals. Brummett revised his total once he saw the fixture list. And he went for one goal, which is exactly how many goals Pookie scored in that five-game stretch. Technically, he scored two. Yes, yes he did. He scored yeah, one that was a goal as well, by the way. Yeah. 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 I'm, let's not go into it, the whole VAR offside mm. business and armpits and all that crap. But. It got, do one thing, it got more ridiculous over Christmas. Because so many like, of them happened. It was mm. like they were doing it on purpose. Yeah. Like the referees were going, oh, it's Christmas, let's really fuck with them now. It's a really bizarre interpretation of clear and obvious. But there you go. So, Pookie Watch, this five-game Christmas spell, one goal is what he got. Uh, congratulations to Matthew Brummett for correctly anticipating that. I think it was against Leicester as well, wasn't it? It was the first game against yeah. Leicester. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, but since that game, uh, Wolves, no goals. Villa, no goals. Tottenham, no goals. Crystal Palace, no goals. Great start, sir. Okay, Marcus, let's have an email section. Well, off the back of um, Pookie Watch, we had a Danish listener, someone from Copenhagen mm-hmm. who supports Brondby, I-F, who Pookie used to play for, actually. Yeah. And they've got yeah. a question for you, Bradley. So they obviously love the Pookie Watch section. Yeah. They love Pookie, like I did at the beginning of the season, like Nick does now, and etc. Um, So they have a keen ear out for the Pookie Watch section, but they have a question for you, Bradley. Love a question. So, Bradley, the question is, you say that you that Nick could have traded Pookie for a more decent, consistent player, but Pookie plays every game. And would you have traded Harry Kane if he had the same insane numbers? Probably referring to the beginning of the season. So say that Harry Kane started off like that. Would you have done that? That is a good question, and... The first part of that is asking whether I would have traded away Pookie, right? Yes. I would certainly have tried to, yes. Right. Plays for Norwich. Yes, insane numbers. There's no way a Norwich team was going to be able to sustain that level against Premier League opposition. If it was Harry Kane, the answer is no. The reason being is that you are not going to improve upon Harry Kane, really. There's, there's not a striker in the Premier League better than him so the idea of if he has insane numbers okay they won't last yeah but any striker you trade for will not get those numbers the only thing i could have done is potentially if harry kane had those numbers i could have traded kane for two maybe three players who were right. good players yeah, 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 yeah. and it's a brave man who does that maybe i wouldn't be brave enough maybe i would it depends what deals i could get out there but you're asking someone to part with three solid players for one 
And as we will find out later, there is a big risk with having all your eggs in one Harry Kane shaped basket. <laughs> Let's talk about that now. Because that's the thing, so on the, actually on the way over here, because that's, that's led it in quite nicely. On the way over here, I think Med's put on the WhatsApp group, yeah. oh, Harry Kane injured till April. <laughs> <laughs> and with one of those sort of awkward faces. Uh, how do yeah. you feel about that, Bradley? Uh, pretty devastated, but um, at the same time, quite positive. Because as we will discuss, I made a few cheeky changes over the Christmas period in preparation for the run into the end of the season. AJ Bolan. AJ! Got in touch. Um, Wait, Adger? And what they, they, got in, they got in touch with... Um, Adjbo! <laughs> Amazing. AJ <laughs> Bolan got in touch, right? Bolo. You, Bolas. Bolo, AJ Bollers, got in touch with the email titled Pete's Predictive Algorithm. Oh, I love it already. Ooh. Okay, so basically, um, they he's had... He's trying his hardest not to make a noise. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Like ours, but he's smiling, he's grinning like a Cheshire oh, cat. I'm just wondering where this is going. So they, said, they basically wondered <laughs> how... Old bolo. They wondered, <laughs> they wondered how accurate it was, right? As we all did. Um, and they had a bit of spare time on their hand. So what, uh, what AJ did is... They used Pete's original method, taking the top 11 scorers from each team. They calculated what each drafter's total points be uh, with or without, with, without trades um, from draft night up until now. Yeah. Now, that doesn't account for captaincy, so that's assuming that nobody's captain, if that makes sense. Okay, sure. Yeah, okay, cool. So the chart below is accurate as of game week 16. Little postscript insert here. We went on to cover this email and we did a terrible job. We made it incredibly boring. AJ, we're very sorry. That is on us, but thank you for your great work. Thank you for your efforts. We enjoyed ourselves talking about it, but the audio that came back, the editors were like, guys, no, just no, buck up your ideas. I have to say, I agree with them. Anyway, thank you again and back to the podcast so meds is in the lead as far as making changes goes and this is how they've signed off their email pete not so much <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was like brilliant top work well yeah, so maybe what we'll fantastic. do is maybe we'll screen do you want to screenshot that and put it on social media so people can kind of have a look at that that sounds like a good idea yeah. let's stick it on the twitter market <laughs> no to be fair the instagram is absolutely yeah. brilliant Brilliant. It's all about the gram, isn't it? It's all about the gram. So there you go. I've screenshotted that as we speak, um, and that can go on. One more email uh, from my list here of notable emails is from Ellen, who is listening in France. Ellen, who is she's contributed before to yeah the podcast absolutely with uh, her with her um, input for social media and stuff. We've talked about her on social media. We have, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, because she's French, she supports Manchester United. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's <Melody> French. <laughs> yeah, Melody's French as well. It's cheeky um, French. Lots of lovely stuff um, on the fa- on um, the podcast about the podcast and about listening to us every week, every other week. Thank you, Helen. Just, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Um, but um, has so really got into English football through listening to the podcast, follows it, streams it, etc. Oh, very good. And has asked, um, can. She play fantasy football and choose a team if she is on her own. She can. Simple answer is yes, absolutely. By sign by going on to fantasy football, the the Premier League fantasy football. Yeah, you can just create a team and, and play it as you normally would. And 
So we'll see how you get on and amongst the, the masses. And the next thing that she asks is, because obviously there'll be other people thinking this probably as well, is it too late to register now because we're mid-season? It's, no, it's not too late. You can create a team. You could create a team yeah. in the last game week if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, you won't get the full season, but if you wanted to get some experience in before, say, doing a full season next mm. year, sign up, get a team going, see how you do. That's the idea, because you can actually get used to Rather than learning, kind of learning on the job with a brand new season, Come September, come August, September time. If you start now, you don't need to tell anyone. You don't need to tell anyone on your team. You don't need to join any leagues, or whatever. You can just have a bit of a play yeah. around and see how you get on week to week. Also, the great thing about the app, one of the things, the great things about the app is you can see who's got the best game week every week. Mm, so yeah. It has your own score in the middle. It has the average on the left, and yeah. it has the best game week on the right, right. side. So you, Helen could also compare herself to other people and how they're getting on. Yeah, I think also the. Website we use, PremierLeague.com, have a draft version of their own. And I'm pretty sure she could probably join a draft league mm. even, and start one even this game week. Mm. And any, you know, anyone could just throw a, you know, put themselves into a league that, yeah, with anybody else who is starting late. Yeah. I would have thought, yeah. So then mm-hmm. she can have the draft experience and play against probably some strangers yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, do that for the rest of the season. Um, and as far as setting up your team, uh, which is the next part of it, the, the app's pretty straightforward and you've listened to us for the whole season. So you can kind of tell who's doing well as, as well as watching the football. You can kind of tell who's doing well. You know, the Pookie isn't doing well anymore, but he used to be. You know, the Harry Kane's now injured. Ed, don't pick anyone in Wolves' team. Um, you, can, you can kind of use this as a, as a point of reference. You can kind of use what you've heard. Yeah. Does that make sense? Cover all the bases? Tip from me. Yeah. Good. Great stuff. Well, I hope you found that helpful. Um, and that's all for my notable emails. Thank you, Bradley. Christmas period saw a flurry of transfer activity. Pete, there's some that stood out for you. First of all, seeing as though Yare's here, Yo! we'll talk about him getting rid of his transfer uh, pick. Oh, oh the Celsius. He launched, yeah. he launched, he launched the Celsius. Launched, yeah. launched, yeah. launched, <laughs> launched him. Bye yeah. bye, no Celsius. Good looking, thanks. Um, it's just. And who Marie, did you bring in? Uh, I brought in. Bear with me for one. A very oh, memorable. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It tells you Aaron Mui from uh, Brighton. Oh yeah, when you had that uh, good game. Yeah, yeah, I brought him in actually because I was near the midfielder. But Lacerda wasn't getting any games under Mourinho because of Mourinho's just standard nonsense, isn't he? Aaron Mui scored a lot of points for Huddersfield yeah. last year That's as well. Yeah. I think he'd be able to do more more in a Brighton team. It's better than a bit more crazy masterly mode version of a football team that was Huddersfield last year. Mm. Yeah. By that I mean when you start. When you play a game of Pro Evo, <laughs> you get and you play Master League mode, you get all these random players who they've made up from every corner of the globe. And that's, you don't recognise any of the names. That's pretty much what Huddersfield Town's team looked like last that's season. Like, who on earth are this lot? And then there was Aramoy in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another transfer that caught my eye from our fellow uh, podcaster, Yare, was uh, bringing in Holgate. Breverton. Yeah, yeah, good signing that. Jumping on the arrival of Ancelotti, Ancelotti. and hopefully the improved um, form of Everton. There's two people who uh, notably caught my eye for their transfers in a definitely a positive way. First of all, Nick. 
think arguably did, and this will come runner up with the person I'll mention next. I think Nick did the best transfer business of December. He also jumped on the Everton bandwagon, mm. um, or should I say, an Ancelotti bandwagon, mm. and brought in Sidibe. Great sign. Yeah, it's a super sign. Good signing. That well, was. gel, that one. Mm. Um, and then uh, another signing who uh, was really good and a, a surprise that sort of left it this long was uh, EK brought in uh, Ayanacho. Mm. I, I can't believe he was available. Yeah. yeah. I'd say yeah. Nick is. I mean, he's top of the league, but he's been very good at transfers. There's one that I feel he's dropped the ball on. He picked up Joe Gomez. He then yeah. dropped Joe Gomez. Yeah. Mm. And Melalu, who's in second, <laughs> picks, him up. picks yeah. him up. And yeah. Gomez has since picked up a few clean sheets. Yeah. So the main event of transfer discussion, manager of Liberator FC, do you want to tell us what your uh, thoughts are on your December activity? Well, this could have lent itself to the curse of Wolf because I've... Put myself in a situation where I have a crocked team. Oh. And that is because I, over the Christmas period, decided to snap up two big game players. I'm Rick Laporte. I'm Rick Laporte eh, to some people. And Leroy Sane, or Leroy Sane, as some people might even call him. Both injured, long-term injuries, both dropped by their managers. Leroy Sane was... One of your age players. Mm, at the start of the season. And I think Meds had Laporte. They weren't due to play yet till February by the sounds of it. Sally's got an unknown return date. Unknown. But reports are good in terms of them coming back from injury. And I just felt like if I wanted to make a move, I had, I had to take a risk. I had to essentially forego points in those positions for a couple of weeks in the hope that it turns into bigger points further down the line when they come back from injury. Laporte is massive in that Man City defence. Mm. They could get some clean sheets with him. Exactly. Back. And Sané is brilliant. So once he comes back. No, I think it's brilliant because you're playing the long game and I like that. And that's the beauty about the draft because too many people sort of think about short-termism. Or what you think in the sense you future-proofed your team. Now you might be thinking that the short-term is a bit of pain. The long-term there's decent gain in that. 100%. City have missed Sané this season. Mm. I think like he just offers something different. He's just so direct. And they've missed that this season, that unpredictability as well. Mm. Um, I think a defensive really missed Laporte's leadership. And I think getting him in the way you did um, in sort of late December, was, I think it was very clever. Just unfortunate that Kane's got a bit of an injury and he's going to be out till April. So that just like exposes you a little bit. Well, this is what yeah. essentially is... It's the beauty of it. This is why this has worked out for me in that regard, because... If you haven't heard, boys and girls, <laughs> Harry Kane uh, is Basically, out for most of the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Meds delivered the news to me as quickly as he could. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Meds. Appreciate that, mate. Yeah, so in terms of my team, you obviously need some big point scorers in there. Laporte and Sané both capable of that. And it's come about a time that I'm going to... If you're a Liberator FC fan... There's a strong chance you're going to be seeing Bradley James's face on the lowest game week uh, <laughs> Insta story in January. We've got two or three games coming up. Makes a change from your race. <laughs> oh, hang on, steady there, man. I've I've only had one lowest game week in the last five or six, I think. I think that, I there's have. a record to be proud of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I have a I have a cane injured 
I have Sané and Laporte injured. Mm-hmm. Milivojevic decided to attack someone, personally abuse someone in an FA Cup game, yeah. so he's out for the rest of January. Yeah. Uh, Edison is supposedly back from injury, but yeah. still, it doesn't read They're as though he's going to be coming straight back into the team. And then Jay Rodriguez, I find out today, is also injured. My team's looking pretty broken, so I, I'm predicting a slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm predicting a slide over January. You're a downer. You yeah. Got you as a downer. Yeah. You won't be fielding a full um, team for a while. For a yeah, while. For a while. Mm. However, February, March. Yeah. Who knows? April, May, June, June. By June, Harry Kane's <laughs> going to be final North Cylinder. Along with some transfers this season or over the Christmas period, we also had some trades. 11.59pm GMT on the 31st of December 2019 was the trade deadline. After then, no more trades for the rest of the season. And for those wondering, what is the reason behind that? Uh, The reason behind that is to sort of prevent a situation where further down the line in the season... You may have a team who has not much to play for. They might find themselves in a, bottom of the league. either bottom of the league and so far behind, maybe mid-table <laughs> and kind of guaranteed of not finishing in the Caitlin yeah. zone with no chance of winning. And any team like that could trade away their best player and sort of influence the title race or the catering zone race. Which is only not yeah. collusion. Which mm-hmm. would be, and potentially perform a collusion trade. Yeah. yeah. Now I wouldn't, accuse any members of the draft of being <laughs> so underhanded as that. I mean, I would, but that's privately. But it means that we have a trade deadline to prevent that scenario happening. And the trade that everyone is talking about is Benjamin Mendy for Wan-Bissaka. <laughs> <laughs> Which happened between Pete and somebody else, who knows. There's another trade that happened... <laughs> And there's a man here who had first-hand experience of how it went down. Mm. The players involved were Gabriel Jesus, Cesar Azpilicueta, also known as Pete. Dave. (laughs) (laughs) And they were both traded for Sergio Aguero. And the men involved in this trade, Marcus Ellard. Good evening. (laughs) (laughs) and Andrew O'Neill the dust is settling I'm wondering who is going to pitch in first because there was a stir and a half when this was announced I was half tempted to message Bradley to say is Marcus texting you about being wound up about these uh, these messages about the trade and I thought no no leave it Bradley comes around the house uh, later, and he's like, oh, yeah, Marcus was texting me, like, wound up about the trades. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I knew you would be. And that's it, why I was te- posting messages. Not- you know what? It is, it, what it is, it isn't, because I'm fine with the trade. Like, I'm, like, I, Are you? Yeah, completely. 100%. What it is, is that everyone else, like, thinks they know better and stuff, and that can predict the future, and that just... <sighs> It's, that's what, it's just annoying. It's a wonderfully it's a bold move. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. I it's, loved it. Because this thing, right, so Andy, so on the 20th, Friday the 20th yeah. of December, very might happen on Christmas Eve, 
And the messages that he goes, fancy a high, tra- high profile trait. Oh, I, love, I love his narrative. <laughs> yeah. I love the way Andy approaches people. Also, this line. is Andy O'Neill who yeah. has a reputation of offering shit Not, trades up. Well, whatever. He's a reputation of he's a trade shark. Trade yeah. yeah. shark. He's a shark. He has got the ability to pull your pants down. But he's also very charming. Yeah, he's such a lovely guy. He's like he's one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. It's so disarming. Yeah. That's, that's the word. That's the difference between him and Wolf. Yes. <laughs> Wolf, is, Wolf is not one of the nicest yeah. people And he's a Andy's gentleman. lovely. And so he's able to get himself in these positions to have these conversations with a man like Marcus mm. and enable him to feel okay with parting with Sergio Aguero. Mm. So he says, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I didn't think about Anyway, so I didn't reply to him. <laughs> right, the next day, don't know if you, got... you didn't reply. You just really no? oh, playing like, hardball. First one, no, no. First one I didn't reply. I was like, oh, whatever. And so that was on a Friday morning. Obviously, must be busy, whatever. Saturday morning, don't know if you got my message because I changed phones. <laughs> um, I was proposing a high-profile f- thing, for, and I was, oh, I mate, sorry, very tempting, but I'm sticking with him. Thanks. Okay. What if I threw in a defender as a sweetener, as Filiqueta, and then he mentioned a couple. Oh, so the initial oh, wow. trade was just... Just like for like. Just like for like? Oh, yeah. wow. The initial trade was Jesus for Aguero. Yeah, and I was like, no, sorry, thanks. I mean, that okay. does sound like a trade Andy would that, propose. That yeah. sounds more like an Andy trade. Yeah. trade. So then, so I was like, no, 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 it's all right. And then he got, then he come back with the Azpilicueta, Stones or Rudiger. And I was like, Ooh. oh. And I was like, well, I looked at the thing and I went, oof, when's the deadline? Need to have a little look. Because I know I've got, I've got, I've got Siancu in my back. In, in my defence mm. another and uh, Tarkovsky who does alright but if Burnley don't do alright he doesn't do alright so I've got no defenders mm. but Azpilicueta is a midfielder who's on the game as a defender so gets us he what? plays he plays what? The... hang on a minute oh, hold on ah uh, wait a wait a wait a wait a wait is that Stamford Bridge yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> Dave, to me. Yeah. Dave. Dave was spending a lot of time next to Kurt Zuma <laughs> <laughs> I don't exactly call myself some big time expert. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little. Anyway, I may not be Gary Neville on a Monday night. No, no, can I finish here, Marcus? Dave is not a midfielder. So anyway, he's just captain. He's getting getting assists. He's getting some assists. So I said, when's the deadline? Need to have a little look through. Anyway, so I left it, left it, blah, blah. And then it came through on um, Christmas Eve. And I I said, we're going to go for this trade. Blah, blah blah, we won't remember it until what's today. I went, fuck it, it's Christmas, let's do it. Lad. Right, Aguero for Jesus and as for Laqueta. I'm happy with it, I'm confident with it. It's moved me away. I got the highest game, but my short term goal, I know it's a long term game, my short term goal was to get away from the catering zone, which I've done yeah. with points. I'm closer to eighth than I am to the catering zone in points. It's fine. It's very bold. You're talking about a guy who, if he's playing, can score a lot of points. Here is my only beef with this trade yeah you have Aguero mm-hmm. you have a trade on the table what you should have done is what every drafter should do when someone comes to them with a trade yeah is they suddenly turn around and they go to every other drafter they look through their team and go right I've got this guy I've got in this case Aguero what you're offering me for him and it may be that nobody improves on that trade mm. but someone would have improved on as Pilacueta yeah. and the yeah. uh, backup Man City striker. Like Aguero. Like that's all that's all you need to say is Aguero. One of the best strikers in the Premier League history. 
and he sent him out to Atlanta to go sit at the bench. And I know what you mean by the fact that you think that Pep is too unpredictable. He's not no, with him. No, we'll see. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm. But this to so me, we're not about me. I want to get him. This is exciting because he's going, mate. He's going in January. He's off. He's off. Is he? He's not happy. Who? Bamian. Bamian. No, he's for the season. Oh, no, he's staying. Um, <laughs> an- annoyingly, he's, he's yeah. staying. At the time, he wasn't. Oh. Because Andy O'Neill offered me Aubameyang for Harry Kane. You- Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. New Year's Day, Harry Kane gets injured for four months. So here's a thought for you. Andy, his front line, could have been Jesus and Kane, depending on which way trades have gone. Instead, he's got Aubameyang and Aguero. <laughs> yeah. But has he got much else? Yes. He's got Deli Ali. His Ali. team's coming into... He's got Bernardo Silva. Yeah. I don't think he'll be in the catering zone. Yeah, not a chance. Right, we've already done the email section, but there's one email that we left out for its own personal section. Okay. This email comes in from Jennifer Williams. Okay. Hey, Jennifer Williams. How are you doing? Hey. Hi. So... (laughs) She has brought up the idea of legacy leagues. Was it her or was it her husband Dave? Great question. Ooh. Maybe they were discussing it together. She certainly sent the email. Yes, yeah, yeah. Dave <laughs> I think presumably was involved. I remember reading that one, I think. And I was like, oh, okay. So some people call these dynasty leagues. Dynasty leagues. Oh, I, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the premise of these is that you draft players and you they become part of your team, not just for that season that you draft them, but for essentially until you let go of them. So they become your player season after season. Oh. The idea being that you build a legacy. Yeah. It's a very good, it's a very interesting idea. It works a lot in... Uh, American sports leagues works a lot in baseball because of the way baseball uh, scores points. Obviously, there's a lot of statistics involved yeah. in baseball. It's not can't quite go into the depth that you go in with 
football. But she has introduced the idea of us potentially turning the draft into a legacy league. Now, so for example, so if we. So, for example, if we were to say, say we go, yeah, that's a really good idea, and we're starting next season, yeah. would we take one player on from our squad that we've got this season into next season? How would, it, how would, how would we start? We would start season? afresh because nobody drafted last year knowing that they would have the opportunity to hold on to that player. And that, would, that funnily enough, would actually might have played an, played an impact in the... Actually, with, with Aguero Jesus, for example, that might look like a good thing. Because I could then have Je- exactly. Jesus for the next three or yes. four or five seasons. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that trade never possibly been popular. But yes. yeah. Well, yeah. it might have gone ahead. That's true. If you have a situation yeah. where, uh, if you're in a season where you're near to the top, mm-hmm. it would also take out the trade deadline. Yeah. For the for a reason that will come up. If you're getting close to the end of the season, and you just need a player who's scoring lots of points, who's going to get you over the finish line. You might be able to bring in a player who is, say, in his late 20s, early 30s, like Jamie Vardy, for example, mm. early 30s, scoring goals. You could propose a trade with whoever has Vardy, who in this case it's Dutt, say, hey, I've got this, I've got James Madison, he's 21. I will trade you Madison, who's not scoring as many points as, as Vardy. I'll trade you him for Jamie Vardy. To get you over the line again. Now, if we were doing it the way we do, we do the, the draft, that probably wouldn't seem like a great trade. Yeah. But if you were to do a legacy league, you're thinking towards the future. Mm-hmm. So the guy who's giving up Vardy, he's giving up points, is also is investing in the future. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's taking Vardy on board is all guns blazing for that particular season. Yeah. How, how would the auction points work on that? If you're, for example, if you want to do it with, let's say, two flares, for example... And you want to carry the two players over. How does that work with the auction? That's a great question. Yeah. And I wonder if it would be a case of you would take away the auction points. We all have 115 auction points like yeah. we always do. You then take away the next season, however many auction points that player cost you. So you're then auctioning with whatever you have, have left. left. Yeah, so if you'd spend 40 on Madison, for example, the next season you'd go in with... It's it's like you automatically have drafted him for forty again the following season. Oh, so you're also yeah. playing with that situation of whether they're actually worth that that amount. That amount. I mean, I'm a long term investor in my draft team, so uh, it appeals to my uh, patient nature. The reason why it also would change the trade situation is because the decisions you make trade wise are going to you couldn't just throw something away at mm-hmm. the end of the season if you were, say, mid-table, because you'd be considering future seasons. Yeah. So you'd yeah. have to look after your team. You couldn't just sacrifice a player and, you know, to try and help your mate win. Yeah. But that makes you more think about then what you're bidding for every year then. Exactly. Sense. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, wow. Makes it much more cerebral. Oh, very good. It does, yeah. I honestly thought yeah. when we were going to have this conversation, we were just going to mention it and then no, kind of bypass I, it. I, I think, I think this is a feasible <laughs> idea. I think this is a conversation yeah. that opens up to the rest of the drafters, mm-hmm. see what opinions they have on it. Annoyingly, we can't start this season. We'd have to, we'd have, we'd have to start the draft as per in August, knowing that it's going to be a... Exactly. exactly. If we're going to do it. 
that season nine would be take effect. Would we'd we'd have our we'd have our first carried overs. That makes draft night going more into interesting. Season going into season nine. Going into season nine would be the first season, first season we'd have those those players. That makes draft night, night really exciting then, doesn't it? And also yeah. maybe a little bit shorter. Well, it would make season nine draft night a little bit shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Draft yeah. nine would be shorter. But draft day, people, it's going to be competitive more than... Because everyone's always worried about... Because everyone thinks about one season go, oh, you might not do well. Never everyone's thinking, right, player for two or three seasons. That's really good, that. Yeah, I like Great. it. Great. So, I like it, like it. what we'll do... So, the lads will obviously listen to this yeah. when it comes out. Um, Wolf will be negative. Well, obviously, Wolf won't be up for it. No, of course no. not. But now that we've said he won't be up for it, yeah. he'll be up for it. Also, because he's the oldest in the, because he's the oldest. Wolf might be not around. By <laughs> 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 touch word, touch word, touch touch word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hold on. So we have one hundred and fifteen points. Yeah. Uh, auction points. If I keep someone, if I keep someone as a legacy player, so let's say I keep James Madison as a legacy player. Yeah. Mm. Do I have Madison plus my 115 points? No. no. You take I... away whatever you spent on Madison, Madison from your 115 points. It's as though you've picked him again from yeah. the same cost. And so this it's... comes about like how far in advance, how many years in advance you're trying to buy the young players because obviously buying a Greenwood now is yeah. cheaper than buying a Greenwood in two yeah. seasons. Exactly. And it's also the predicting. But also there's those unpredictable ones. So that the year that Leicester won the league and I think Phil got Mares for like four points or something. Yeah. yeah. You'd keep hold of him. He goes to Man City. Gosh, yeah. yeah. And, and you've got four points. I know you've only spent four points on a legacy player. Yeah. Yes. A legacy player. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> because he's come through in that year. So you wow. might have someone that has an absolute screamer that's come from relatively nowhere. I'll tell you about how there's a practical example of how this is sort of being used at the moment. The Miami Dolphins who I bring up every now and then, mm. they have got something like 9, 10 or 11 draft picks in the next two drafts that are in the top two rounds or something like that. Which means what they also did is they traded away all of their decent players this year mm-hmm. to bring in more draft picks. What that means is that they have all of these players who they can draft in the next two years. They'll all be the same age bracket and they'll all come to sort of like peak performance around about a similar time if you're suddenly basing the core of your team around those those players at the same age mm-hmm. the idea being that Miami Dolphins in five seasons time could win the Super Bowl could win the Super Bowl yeah it's the Miami Dolphins we'll find some way to screw it up yeah. <laughs> but that's a blueprint for yeah. what the Legacy yeah. League would bring to are you having a draft gosh that's really yeah. oh, that's exciting I'm looking sure everybody's seen like a I think we've piqued some interest here, Mark. I think we have. Once again. I think you need to get the godfather on the phone and tell him something that's going to blow his mind. Yeah. Okay. Godfather of the draft, welcome to Are You Having a Draft? Hello. Bless one and all. How are you? What did I You missed nothing as of yet. Other than that, we've just had a very interesting email through that we have had a conversation about, and we think you might also be able to uh, impart some wisdom on the topic at hand. Are you ready? Break it down for the guy. Okay, so we've had an email through from Jennifer and Dave Williams, I suppose, as well. They have brought up the subject of legacy leagues, or you might know them better 
as dynasty leagues or dynasty leagues. <laughs> yeah, we say dynasty because we don't have intelligent sounding accents, Bradley, but thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what knowledge can you pass on about uh, di- dynasty, dynasty, legacy leagues? Are you involved in one yourself by any chance? Ooh. Uh, several, I don't know if they're mutual friends of ours, but they're indirect mutual friends of ours. And essentially, because I'm simply uh, a stronger player than theirs, I eventually just kept winning the league. And because of the 2016 political uh, election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, I was booted from the league for being a vocal anti-Trump advocate. <laughs> Sound like, sounds like a good league to be involved in. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I'm probably just as well. But that being said, I've been involved. Now, they didn't do a full dynasty league. They only had, it was really, frankly, closer to what I would describe as a keeper league. So but the premise is very Let me similar. just ask you there, what do you mean by a full dynasty league? Well, there are certain, so you can have, of course, every possible league setting under the sun. Some people do that full dynasty, as you would say, league, where every single player on your roster could theoretically be kept from the year prior. In the version we were playing, you could choose up to three players. And the premise is, wherever you had drafted them at originally, you would get to maintain them at that draft position. So I know a person, for example, uh, in the American football fantasy world, has a player named Alvin Kamara in a 12th round. That player would certainly almost always be a first rounder in any other standard fantasy draft. So every year, he only actually has to give up his 12th round pick to keep Alvin Kamara. So obviously, ah. if you're able to think ahead, if you're able to project, you know, predict the trajectory of players, you end up being able to really outperform and stack your team. Do you know what I like about that is the fact that it goes back to the, the, original, line. the original line that you just pick. And then when it comes pick. to your 12th turn, you skip. Yeah. yeah. Is that, Darwin, is that involved in a snake draft? Is that, when you say 12th pick, is that in a snake draft format? So, so I'm going to go one, one level deeper for you. So yeah. yeah. For sure snake, but it also works with auction drafts, okay? Mm. And in theory, the idea would be if you were able to get you know, Christian McCaffrey, again, in the American fantasy football world. This let, is me just give a, let me just give an English version for our English listeners. The English translation of that would be James Madison. Mm, right, okay. okay. So imagine James Madison, who presumably would be your first overall pick, or if you're in a auction league, would be the most expensive pick. Imagine if somebody had figured out very early on in his career that he was going to be a dynamo, and they were able to get him, you know, with a very late round pick or at a very cheap price. In theory, they would be able to maintain him on their roster at that previous price, not current market value. But I have found, generally, if you want to improve the quality of these leagues, you add a few little wrinkles. So let me just explain one tiny wrinkle you might consider. Whether it's an auction or a snake, I like the idea of sort of imposing a penalty or a tax on a kept or dynasty player. Here would be an example. Okay. If I had gotten, uh, again, in my example, Christian, in your example, James, let's say I had picked that player with a 10th round pick originally. Mm-hmm. 
I like the idea that every year I actually have to give up one better round of a pick to keep that player. So if I had picked him with my 10th round pick the first year, second year I'd have to use my ninth round pick, third year I'd have to use my 8th round pick, so on and so forth, so that eventually all players get thrown back into the talent pool because at some point it's actually not a great value to use your keeper or your dynasty picks on them. The way you do it in an auction draft is whatever price you would pay, the next year you would have to either pay that price plus $5 or that price plus 25%, whatever is larger. And the premise of that is it still lets people to partake somewhat in what a dynasty or a keeper league offers However, it also keeps leagues from getting completely ruined because there's going to be somebody who just by pure chance or luck or perhaps skill has five or six of the most important players possible because they just happen to get right, you know, get them on their rookie year or whatever the case may be. Mm. This allows them to get some advantage of that but not sabotage a league for a decade because that would ultimately just not be enjoyable. So a keeper league is essentially where you're only keeping a handful of players, like three. Is that what we're saying? There can be all sorts of rules. I've been in keeper leagues where you've only been able to keep one, keep two, you keep three. Again, you can sort of keep whatever level makes sense for you. And dynasty is really intended for you to have the bulk of your roster or a vast majority of your roster, quote-unquote. What you're trying to achieve, I keep wanting to say dynasty now, but really I'm supposed to dynasty okay let me let me stay authentic thank you in a dynasty league the idea is if you've got a group of of managers that you are close with and you know you want to play with them for the long haul this is a really great way to keep people involved and to be thinking years ahead of a time at a time right and there's going to be a lot of really fulfilling moments where you might pick somebody with a late round pick Knowing, you just know you know something that nobody else does, and you're going to wreck your league for four or five years. That's a lot of fun. One other element I'm going to throw on top of that, if that is your goal of playing Dynasty, which for most people it is, I would also suggest you guys consider what I would call a jackpot payout. And here's what I mean by this. I think you guys would consider adding, it could be a small amount, it can be a large amount, but some additional money with your buy-in it goes into a quote-unquote jackpot side pot. And maybe it's, if you guys have a $100 buy-in league, maybe it's an extra $10 or $20. Whatever never getting Wolf to agree to that. Okay, you put that <laughs> in the side pot, and that side pot keeps growing until somebody has won your league in back-to-back seasons. Now, you could just leave it in cash. You could put it in an investment vehicle like an equity or Bitcoin or whatever matters most to you. The idea, though, is that it's a tiny amount right now, but if you guys are going to play together for the next 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 years, mm-hmm. it might be 20 years before somebody wins a league back-to-back because it's very difficult to do, especially if the rest of the league knows that person has a chance to take everybody's jackpot if they win their second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what then becomes really fun is when that pot finally does get won by somebody 15 years from now or 20 years from now, and they get this outsized chunk of money it really didn't feel like it cost everybody that whole, a whole lot. And again, it keeps everybody in the league, mm-hmm. keeps people from sabotaging their team, makes them more active through the year, especially because even if they think they're a loser and they're not going to win this season, if they're playing against that previous year's champion, knowing that if he or she wins again, there's a good chance they're going to get the jackpot. They're going to care a lot more about their roster. 
And really, that's all we care about, right, is we want to reinforce people wanting to communicate, play at a, at a high level, and actually care, right? Another sort of wrinkle, I guess, worth mentioning is if at any point while doing a keeper league, one of your managers decides they don't want to play fantasy any longer, this is a little bit of a conundrum because, in theory, they're probably not wanting to play because they probably don't have great keepers, and they're sort of, they've sabotaged whatever new manager will take over that team. And in the league that I mentioned that I was in briefly uh, before being booted in 2016, <laughs> I had inherited oh, the rough, rough cycle, guys, rough cycle. I had inherited a terrible team with terrible keepers. And season one, I think I was the only manager who did not keep a single player because this person clearly had no idea what they were doing. But by year two, I had two or the three of the most important keepers. And, uh, of course, I was very happy to keep them moving forward. But I was only probably able to make that happen because I did have all of my roster spots available to me during the draft. Oh, so I think my that brings yeah. about an interesting point. Yeah. So every now and then, yeah. we might have a drafter who goes to a wedding and decides to skip a year. Are you saying they would then have to, in your experience, they have inherited teams in the past or just completely redrafted all over again? Yeah, it can be either scenario. I mean, really, if somebody somebody has to go to a wedding, in my opinion, the easy solution is they should nominate somebody knowledgeable to draft on their behalf. Caretaker manager. Caretaker manager. Yeah, you do that anyway. And, and, yeah, it's totally effective. It's fun. It gets them off the hook. And I don't know how it works with Premier League. You guys ever have players to just auto-draft? Uh, we, if you're not here, you're not in the league. Even if you wouldn't allow auto-draft, would you allow a replacement manager or sort of a designated you know, drafter just for draft day? Would that be acceptable for you guys? So what we have done in the past is we've had something that is known as a caretaker manager. And the idea being that the missing drafter tries to instruct the caretaker with directions for how to deal with the draft now because of the inexperience of our country in general with drafting uh techniques it usually means we're bringing in someone who does not know what they're doing and you're at a disadvantage no matter what you're sort of hoping that they don't screw you over too badly Phil, this season, is second from bottom in the league. He had a caretaker manager at the start of the season who drafted him a load of players who then went off to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's that risk. Darwin, we will investigate this topic much more, I think. It's sparked a lot of ideas. And thank you very much for your for your time and your insight, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Darwin. Absolutely have brilliant. a great day. Yeah. Have a great day, mate. Thanks, Godfather. Good to hear from you. Guys, go have fun and uh, let me know when you want me to come on and talk about why you have to just do auction drafts. No more snake drafts in the future. We'll save that for another draft. call. Really well, we're, we're already on yeah. the auction drafts, but I, I feel like with this new legacy, mm -hmm. it might take us back to a snake draft, mm -hmm. if only temporarily. No, no, no. No, no, no. It will work. Trust me. It will work perfect with auctions. It'll work perfect with auction. Fair enough. Same yeah. premise. Like but anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure. Have fun. Good luck. Thanks, Darwin. Darren, Darren, absolutely brilliant, mate. Godfather of Draft. Thank you very much. Godfather out. Cheers. Let's be Cheers. soon. Bye. He knows so much stuff. Really it's a completely brilliant. different thing in America. Completely different level. Completely different. And obviously, 
there's a lot of changes that would have to be made right. to suit the Premier League, to suit the idea of players going in and out of the league, to suit Brummett going off to Australia for a wedding Where, of someone he doesn't even know. I love the fact as well, he's like, so if you've been doing it for 7, 10, 15, years, 20 years, yeah. it's like, what? They've been doing it for nearly, we've been doing it for eight anyway, so seven this year, sorry. Yeah. Come to eight, like, yeah. Yeah. We've sparked some ideas, haven't we? Boys? Yeah, hundred percent. That's a great mate. We have to look. You have to look into that, man. Are you 100%. looking up legacy leagues, Pete? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you found? Um, well, I was actually just googling um, um, like financial markets because, like, basically, mm. it's almost like we're turning this in. Like, not in, this is in a negative way. Yeah. Mm. It's almost like we're turning this into. I'm going to be putting more effort into uh, forecasting the future of this uh, fantasy football yeah. than I am in forecasting the future of my pension investment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm which you have more fun with, Pete. Uh, and arguably which of them are more successful. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we play a quick game? Yeah, let's do it. Let's play a sister act. We all know how goals are scored. Yeah. But what do those goals need? Assist. Assist. Assist needs someone to set them up. I am going to reel off some head-to-head -head battles. I'm going to name two players, and you are going to pick the player that you think has the most assists so far this season. Oh. Just assist, not assist and assist. Just <laughs> assist. You're going to write your answers down. Yeah. And the person with the most correct answers wins. Wins. So, the first head to head TAA versus KDB. Oh. Trent Alexander Arnold, Kevin De Bruyne, who has the most assists so far this season? Pete, let's go with you first. Your answer is? KDB. Yara. KDB. Marcus? KDB. Very good. The correct answer was Kevin De Bruyne. Oui. Everyone gets a point. Oui. Number two, Raul Jimenez. <laughs> and Bernardo Silva. <laughs> Marcus. Yare. Jimenez. Pete. Got to go with my boy Jimenez. Very good. Uh, Jimenez has six assists. Bernardo Silva has four. Yes. You're my boy Jimenez. You're my boy Blue. Matchup number three. Andrew Robertson. Up against James Madison. How many points has Robertson got this season? Can't tell you. Yari, let's start with you. Robertson. Pete. Unfortunately, I have had to go against my boy, and I've gone for Robertson. Oh, I can't believe Robertson. Robertson. And Marcus has gone for Robertson. James Madison has five assists. I think Robertson's eight. Andrew Robertson has six. Oh, Matchup number four. I'll touch with the bottom of that, mate. <laughs> Serge Aurier. Up Ooh. against. 
Luca Digne. Jeez. Oh, that's a good one, that. That is. And that's that's yeah, that's a good one, that. 100% beating Yare so far, after yeah. three. Marcus not far behind. Oh, I don't pop this, Yare. 66 points. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm wavering here. Shiva, I'll pop this one, haven't I? No, don't do this. Sister, sister. Oh, that's a good one. This is a good yeah, one. This is actually a good one, this. Uh, I think it's tomorrow, man. Yeah, tomorrow. Sister, sister. Sister. I knew how much I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> this, that's a good one. Everyone written down? Yeah, uh, yes. do you know what? I'm going to bottle this, actually. Yeah, that's it. Probably. Yeah, I'm done. Keep wearing my kit. Pete. I've gone for the obvious. Possibly wrong. Big name. Yare. Aurier. Marcus. Big name. The answer with five assists to three, Serge Aurier. Yes! Boom! Woo! We're halfway through. Ooh. And Yare has four out of four. Ooh. He has three out of four. Marcus has two out of four. Still all to play for. Matchup number five Jamie Vardy. Is up against Will I Am. <gasps> no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think it's close because one game just stuck out to me on Monday. <laughs> Marcus, I'll stop. I wrote it down. I've come for William. Oh. I bottled it and went for Vardy. Pete. I've gone for Vardy. Yari basically gave the answer away. Yeah. With five really to four. Jamie Vardy. Matchup number six. Felipe Anderson up against Wilfred Zaha. Yare still operating at 100%. Yare. Pete. Zaha. Marcus. Anderson. Felipe Anderson got four assists. Zaha got three. Hey, Marcus is back in the game. The tipping point yeah. might be this yeah. weekend, actually, as well. Anderson chipped in within assists this yeah. weekend. I'm thinking that, man. Anderson's been engaged for the last few weeks. I've just not heard from Zaha at all. That's the thing. I've just not heard from Zaha at all. Speaking as the guy who has Crystal Palace's penalty taker, I have not heard from Zaha. That's true. And therefore, I haven't heard from Matchup number seven. Good job on my bit. <laughs> Marcus Rashford is up against Mo Salah. Pete. Rashford. Yare. Rashford. Uh, Marcus Salah. The answer. Five to four in favour of Marcus Rashford. No way. Thinking, what? No, it's Rashford. Oh, Rashford. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't think anyone else scored for Man United. So the current score Marcus in third place with three points, Pete in second place with five points, 
And one ahead with six points is Yare. Going Ooh. into the final round. Ooh, it's what you do, eh? Of a you sister, are, mate. Sister. You got Wait, to I'm a champ. I already know to win. Squeaky bum time. Yeah, mate. Two champs. <laughs> Two champs against each other, Duke and an L. <laughs> we'll know what that feels like for us. <laughs> we are down to the final round. Of a sister, sister. Straight. A sister. <laughs> Your two players are Roberto Firmino. Hey, Bobby, what's the French from above? And Daniel James. <laughs> Marcus Bobby Yare Bobby Pete Hey Bobby <laughs> The answer I mean essentially means that Yare's won no matter what because Pete and Yare answered the same way The answer was Daniel James And that draws to a conclusion A sister sister or Woo! A sister act hey, Take your pick Good game good game That was a great game man Marcus scored three, Pete scored five, and Yare scored six. Congratulations, Woo! Yare, you are this week's winner. Aye, aye. Yeah. That's it. Every day is As always, our wonderful producer, Zach Brown. Cheers, Zach, mate. Truth galah. <laughs> also, thank you to Kate Bellamy for the artwork at kate.made.this, as well as Matthew Melaloo. At Matthew Melaloo. Thanks also to CJ Pandit for our wonderful music. CJ, put a 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 shoulda woulda coulda put a Pandit. And thank you also to Will Coburn at wcobernphotography.com. Possibly also at Will Coburn with one L. Maybe with two Ls. At having a draft, follow him on Instagram. So we should probably look at that. Definitely. And last but not least, as always, thanks to our wonderful friends and hosts at Acast. Acast, baby cakes. Thank you. Talking to you, Acast. We should also say thank you to Yare Jack, if you may. Thanks a lot, mate. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed that. I'd have to come every week if you get me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you came for a hot topic. Yeah, it's exciting. That yeah, I really enjoy Legacy League. That's got chat. Yeah, squirrels running riot. Just, I think it's bloody brilliant. Sorry. I think it's such a great idea. Squirrels running riot. Yeah, in squirrels. my mind at the moment. We should also Pete. thank Peter Everill. Cheers, Pete. Thanks, Cheers, Pete. Mate. Thanks for having me. Top episode. Trying to get my head around what I'm going to do with this Legacy League. <laughs> <laughs> you so He's so confused. I should... Uh, say thank you to Pete for my Christmas present that he got me. Oh, what did he get you? He got me a picture of a football shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, what yeah. Got me a got me a printed out picture of a football shirt. So thank you very much for that, mate. Very nice. Yeah, Great present. Well, there's a sto- there's a reason why it's not turned up. Well, hopefully you should know. Is that they're out of stock? 
Yeah. So the Bruce Banana oh. retro shirt that they've uh, put back into uh, the 1992, is it, Bradley? It was the 91-92 season that it yeah. uh, came oh, to play, wow. yeah. Put it on sale before Christmas. It sold like hotcakes. A lot of ang- <laughs> sold like oatcakes. Yeah. A, a lot of angry gooners over Christmas, and not just because <laughs> of their team. They're always <laughs> angry anyway. Yeah. But you've been checking every day to see when it comes back yes. into stock. Yeah. If you don't know, you got it there. Yeah. What's it like? Oh, that one. Dude. Did you did you not got that one? No, I do not. No. Pete got me a picture of it for <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. At having a draft and our brand spanking new email address, are you having a draft at gmail.com? Thank you for your emails. We've got a team yeah. <laughs> force working on reading your emails that are being read. And we're sorry that we can't bring up everybody's email, but thank you for them. And we will be doing our best to get them all. Twitter, Instagram. Instagram is cooking off. It's amazing. It's yeah, great stuff. it's incredible. We're looking really good. I love the history stuff that's come through recently. Especially the draft winners, actually, and just different players from now on. Yeah. yeah. More really to come, I'm sure. Team. Can't wait. The social media team has been nailing it. Nailing it. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us for the first Are You Having a Draft episode of the new year, 2020, the new decade the future. Until next time, giraffe safe. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.